Please turn with me to Psalm 127. An amazing privilege to be in the house of the Lord with you today. We have already had some very stirring moments together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. I hope that the the sound coming from the back room encouraged you, sisters and children, that the men are prepared for the battle. We have a battle that we have to fight that was different than David facing Goliath. We have a battle that our pastor starts later today when he does battle with our minds, when he teaches us from God's word what God expects for us to do. Psalm 127 is often used to comfort those that are stressing about some difficult task in their lives, but I want to have you look at this a little differently today than perhaps we sometimes think about it in light of child training. Read along with me as I read Psalm 127 aloud. I'll read it aloud. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And amen. Thank you, Lord, for this psalm. It's a favorite psalm. It's filled with wisdom. We have great things that we can learn from this psalm. Taken in parts, it appears maybe to be two different messages if we divided it between verses, one and two, between verses 2 and 3, so that 1 and 2 are one message and 3 through 5 are another message. But listen, let's look at this differently. Um, I'm going to step through it. It's five verses. Let me, let me summarize it. Any undertaking must begin with the Lord and acknowledgement of his sovereignty in all of those matters. Number two, worry is not a solution. God loves you and he wants you to rest. Number three, the Lord blesses you with children for a legacy and reward for obeying him. Four, well-trained children are powerful weapons for a man to deploy in service of his king. And five, A man who has diligently prepared his children for the battle that faces them will fear no shame, for his many arrows will be straight and true, hitting their marks and shutting the mouths of his adversaries. The psalm is one. There's no division in this psalm. It's unified in its purpose and meaning. Coupled with Psalm 128 that comes after it, it's a beautiful picture of the reward, comfort, and pleasure of a man marrying a woman and bearing godly children. So what is the lesson for us with regard especially to godly child training? We have recently learned that the Song of Solomon has given us a picture and an example of how to uh, to follow for a passionate and fulfilling marriage where two lovers enjoy the wonder and pleasure of each other's bodies, minds, and hearts. This psalm and the one after it gives us a picture and example of those two lovers being blessed with children whom they love and train for God's glory and their own pleasure. David did not invent this. Do you remember God's commandment from Deuteronomy 6 to Israel? Hear, O Israel, 
The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. These good and pleasant children do not just spring out of the womb and become godly on their own. It starts with a lifestyle that you teach them before they are born. Before? Yes, before your children are born. Do you think that if you live selfishly and for your own pleasure before you have children, you'll suddenly change because you have them? Nope. Godly preparation to be a parent, including having God's word firmly implanted in your heart before you are even married, let alone bearing children, is the prerequisite for Psalm 127's pleasure. We have a treasure chest of wisdom that teaches us about raising children. Do you read the counsel that arrives in your inbox every day? When does child training start for the child? It starts before he's born for you. When does child training start for the child? Day one. Day one. Don't let the day take you by surprise. Those of you that are expecting soon, preparing now is the, is the way to get it done. Set yourself this goal. I'm raising godly adults, not children. It's a philosophy of raising children. Think about what I just said. I'm raising adults. If we start out with the premise that they're children and so we're going to treat them like children, do you think they'll ever grow up? Nope. You've got to set goals for this purpose. By this I mean set expectations for them to exceed where they are now. Always pressing forward, always pressing for more. Don't parent them by their current ability, but instead parent them for where you want them to be in the future. When you go into a classroom, the teacher doesn't expect you to know what they're about to teach. So they're presenting you with information and expect you to absorb it and get better or learn or perform whatever it is that is required for the class. That's raising children. Set the bar high and help them achieve it in all matters, both spiritual and carnal. Child training includes wise correction, and it must start early. Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Infants can be trained to be quiet and obedient without extraordinary measures. They can. I hope that, I I, I don't want to mention this, but I'm going to mention it in case somebody else wonders, all of you already know, I have a little experience in this matter. (laughs) My oldest child is 28 years old and my youngest is eight. There's six between them, so there's eight of them. Infants can be trained to be quiet. Toddlers should never be allowed to rule you, or you will be ashamed. And if you're too foolish to be ashamed, then it's a double shame. Any monkey can get kids to sit still in a restaurant so that the blue-haired lady comes over and praises you for your great child training and how wonderful your kids are. But wait until they're teenagers. And it's not going to be worrying about what other people think about them in the, in the uh, restaurant. Have you prepared yourself and them before that day? Right. It's too late if you haven't invested the proper discipline in their lives by the time they hit double digits. 
unless you do extraordinary measures and the Lord gives you extraordinary grace. Have you sought wisdom from others who have gone through the gauntlet before you? Pick someone that's at least 10 years ahead of you. They have a head start. Look for those who have well-trained and godly married children who are princes and princesses in the church, in this church. Don't look only for worldly success. Be wise enough to see spiritual success in the lives of their children. Do you see the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in their word and deed, the children's word and deed? Then go ask those parents for advice. So I can't go on about this. It's just a touch. But did you ever think Psalm 127 was about this? You will not get any of the blessings in Psalm 127 without the work that goes into raising godly children. This beautiful and pleasant and comforting promise is not guaranteed. Why would the Lord start out with an admonition to trust the Lord and not be overly worried if there was nothing to worry about? Amen. There is something to worry about. He already predisposes that you are going to be worried, presupposes. The warning is to not worry too much. So don't be a fatalist who throws up his hands and says, hey, it's in the Lord's hand. There's nothing I can do. There is work to be done. Just don't be overly worried. Amen. If you think that, you're saying that the Bible is irrelevant. Consider how much instruction is given about raising godly children in the Bible. If it wasn't expected of you, it wouldn't have been commanded. So straight arrows. I love the metaphor of arrows in the hand of a mighty man in Psalm 127, so I can't close without this. Straight arrows come from careful and diligent effort. A crooked or unsound arrow will not hit the mark that you send it toward. Don't stay up all night worrying about it. Don't rise up early eating the bread of sorrow. Do your best and trust the Lord for the rest. Amen. Amen. Amen.